Hello and welcome back to What's the Plan, the podcast where we dive into the matters of our careers in the architecture and planning field. I'm Haley. I'm Andrea. So Haley, what's the plan this week? This week's plan is all about graduating during a pandemic. Yeah, so as we briefly mentioned last episode when you're getting to know us, uh, we were both part of the first graduating class of the COVID era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had graduated from Ryerson University. And I graduated from the University of Waterloo. And yeah, so basically our last semester of university happened in kind of a weird manner. So we started the class pretty much in person, but then with COVID, everything had to transition online. Yeah, so um, with the context of the COVID <laughs> situation in Ontario, yeah. So the first case didn't arrive in Ontario until like end of January. So mm-hmm. it was much later than like places in Europe. So we we could sense that whatever was happening to them, it would happen to us pretty much like a month later. So the tension didn't really start building until mid-March, which is probably around like a month after major regions in like France and Italy started to lock down. Um, that like most Ontarians like it was no shock then that like a week later or whatever um we were told that university is going to be locked down and every every class that we had that was like lecture based or in person would be transitioning to online Mm -hmm. so with that being said Andrea would you like to um talk about your final moments before everything shut down yeah so I feel like my memories of the final moments before like the COVID lockdown was quite vivid um, because like there were a lot of things happening at school Mm -hmm. so Ryerson announced on like a Friday March 13th Mm. yeah not a very lucky number by the sounds (laughs) of it that like campus would close and um, starting the following week all classes would be online so actually the day leading up before this Thursday it was some like for some unknown reason, it was pretty eventful in the fact that, like, I first met up uh, for lunch with my friends, mm, okay. and we went out for lunch thinking, like, uh, thinking like, oh, like, this is just a nice, like, monthly hangout that mm-hmm. we get, because uh, a lot of us are no longer in the same cohort, so it's hard to see each other. Right. Yeah, so at the restaurant, everyone around us was just talking about COVID, and we we're like, oh, we just want to have a nice time, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe, like, we didn't really think that it'd be the last time we really see each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then following that lunch most a lot of us had studio mm-hmm. and that day of studio was much different than usual whereas like I wasn't in actually my studio desk working on like a laptop okay uh, I was actually with a uh, classmate of mine and we were in our workshop trying to build a physical model okay for our project because our prof was like demanding us for one mm-hmm. so like we spent four hours in the shop trying to laser cut a model and that was working the shop was kind of like the first glimpse of like COVID precautions Mm, okay. Because, like, typically, um, they don't really limit how many people are in the laser cutting room. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, like, you can work there with a partner and it's fine. Like, one person can watch the machine and another person be on a computer. Right. But because of COVID, they were trying to limit the amount of people there. So, uh, my partner and I, like, either one of us could only be in that room. So, what happened is, like, either I had to be upstairs in our <laughs> studio room and mm-hmm. she would text me when, like, oh, this is done. You should come down and get it so we can load up another piece. Or, mm-hmm. like, we would sw- swap. And, yeah, like, they had signs saying, like, only one person per group for each project. Because a lot of times wow. in third and fourth year, you're not working alone. Mm-hmm. So, like, you you usually have both your partners doing something at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was kind of like, oh, okay, reality's hitting. Like, COVID is really going to impact our school life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, following that, like, four-hour, like, uh, workshop session that I spent, um, that Thursday evening, there also happened to be a gallery exhibit opening. Okay. Yeah, so this gallery exhibit was different than previous um, 
where it's like you're talking about a theme or something that a prof has worked on. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was actually to introduce two new professors. Okay. Yeah, so because, like, you're introducing two new professors, a lot of other profs that never met them or don't really know much about them would want mm-hmm. to show up to kind of, like, learn more. Oh, yeah. So that evening, like, that building was pretty much filled with a lot of profs and a lot of students because, <laughs> like, gallery events mean free wine and cheese. So, oh, like, oh, perfect for students. <laughs> yeah, and, like, who's to say no? Like, that's mm-hmm. your dinner, free dinner right there. So at the same time, like, COVID was uh, on the top of the minds of a lot of people. And I remember, like, with my friends and I, we would go around asking props. So, like, hey, like, what do you know about what's going to happen with, like, COVID and school? Mm. And they couldn't really tell us anything. But the only thing that they could tell us was, like, they were going to have an emergency meeting the next day on, like, Friday. Okay. The day that Ryerson actually announced they were shutting down to kind of figure out what the plan was. Mm. So with that, like, being said, we kind of knew, like, oh, s- school's going to be online within, like, mm-hmm. the next week. Wow. Yeah. So it seemed like the last few moments of your in-person classes or like in like on campus experiences were pretty hectic it was and I like I I remember thinking like man I just spent like 40 dollars in the workshop building a model that I won't be using yeah so what happened to that in the end um it was never like fully assembled Mm because we weren't finished like cutting and like gluing everything so I just have like pieces of it like I have (laughs) the plywood base just sitting in like my garage or something Mm -hmm. and yeah like, we just never finished it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What about you? What were you up to? Yeah, so, um, I want to say that my last few experiences on campus before lockdown happened in Waterloo were not as hectic as <laughs> yours seems yeah. to be. Um, the major, the most major events I remember is that, um, Prior to having a confirmation on when the campus would be closed, yeah, um, we had a few events planned. Mm-hmm. So I was part of an association on campus that actually planned an event um, to happen. I think it would. I think it was the Friday mm-hmm. before um, the lockdowns. Yes, before okay. the lockdowns happened, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was the Wednesday before the event, so two days before the event, we had the notice that, mm-hmm. hey, um, after this week, uh, everything will be canceled, mm-hmm. like, uh, buildings, no, no, sorry, buildings would be open, but, um, events and classes would be canceled, mm-hmm. and so, um, my co-organizers and I, when we were figuring out what to do with this event, yeah. we were wondering, should we still hold this event um, on the Friday? Because technically, at that point, when we found out that a cancellation were to occur afterwards, mm-hmm. we were still allowed to have the event. Yeah. However, I was a little bit cautious because... Yeah, it's like, should you host it. Exactly, yeah. because our event, uh, we had anticipated at least 100 people attending yeah. in a fairly small room, uh-huh. which prior to um, COVID being <laughs> a thing, yeah. would show that it was a successful event. It was very... Like, no one really cared about how little space there was. Yeah. It was more... The tighter it was, the better the event Yeah, like, was. it looks packed. Exactly. Yeah. So that was what we were hoping and anticipating for. Uh-huh. But then, as, um, honestly, as the hours went by, because yeah. we, we had to check on an hourly basis oh, to okay. see whether or not we can cancel this event or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because along with holding this event, we had caterers, oh. um, 
we had so caterers for food um for drinks and so if the event were to be canceled we would have to cancel those orders yeah and obviously we can't cancel giant food orders like the minute before the event because the food would be made already Uh uh-huh so um that was really stressful and so all of Wednesday, uh, my team and I were deciding whether or not we should cancel, but it seemed like we should continue on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we approached Thursday, we came to the conclusion that it's better that we cancel this event mm-hmm. um, and not only not lose any money from like having to... Um, lose all our deposits and everything Mm -hmm. and wasting all of the food and drinks that we would have ordered um, to be precautious. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to make the decision to cancel the event on the Thursday. Mm -hmm. But luckily we chose to do this because the Friday morning that we had planned to have the event, we got an email from the school saying, all events <laughs> must be canceled. Yeah. And so we were so glad that we had that... Um, like early decision. Yeah, exactly. We made that call early on. Yeah. Um, so although it wasn't really our decision, it kind of still seemed like it was our decision <laughs> to cancel yeah. it. Yeah. And the fact that we were able to um, let everyone know, like all of the attendees mm-hmm. know early on, um, it just made us feel more comfortable with the situation. Yeah. Um, but... In addition to that event that I was actually in charge of, um, there were multiple events that I was hoping to attend Mm -hmm. as a graduating student. Um, So this included like a grad ball at Mm -hmm. the end of the term. And I think the week after would have been like a grad tea type of ceremony where it would would be a more casual um, like events and awards ceremony. Mm Mm-hmm. But that got canceled as well because mm-hmm. there were so many uncertainties. Yeah. Um, and I think as a like as a an undergrad student the past like five years, uh-huh. these were two of the events that I was most looking forward to. Uh-huh. Um only because they just they seemed so like exclusive like grads <laughs> yeah. only yeah and so obviously that's something that as a student i would want to attend yeah but the fact that they were canceled um that it was it was a little bit of a bummer yeah but in terms of academics uh-huh. i didn't honestly see that big of a change uh-huh. um i feel like the courses i had we were lucky enough to um have more i guess lecture based mm-hmm. versus like um like seminars yeah so it would be more context and just like learning and typing notes out mm-hmm. um however i did have this one class that was um where we had our capstone project mm-hmm. which is where we have a final project at the end of our five years of studying where we take everything that we learned throughout our entire undergrad and apply it onto this project. Yeah. And what this project was for my team was we were um, supposed to create a document for another municipality and mm-hmm. working with officials from the actual municipality yeah. to create this document for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
this was the most challenging switch over that yeah. I feel like we had to do um, because now not only um, is it like a group assignment first of all group assignments on an <laughs> online in an online class yeah. is so hard to navigate around yeah. because you have to make sure everyone is focused during group meetings mm-hmm. And all of that. Or and just even getting people to attend the meeting. Exactly. Or responding to your messages. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's just, it's hard in itself. Yeah. But the fact that the specific project, we also had to talk to, um, like, full-time employees for like City that. officials. Exactly. <laughs> like, not only are we now having to coordinate our group members' timelines uh-huh. and schedules, we have to coordinate with the city officials' uh-huh. timelines and schedules, yeah. which is... You can only imagine how difficult <laughs> that is. Yeah, like, they already have a day job, and then they have to do this on top, and, like, while they're also learning how to work online. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So this was when, um, I guess, full-time employee employees would have to have the switch to work yeah. from home, too. Mm-hmm. So everyone now is just navigating everything, but... I mean, like, we had no, um, we did have extensions for the assignments, but, like, they weren't long enough to be able to understand what is going on and then figure out a plan. It was, everything had to go on simultaneously. We had to figure it out, make a plan, understand (laughs) all at once. Yeah. Um, but luckily, like, we managed to finish it in the end mm-hmm. um and it was all good and i don't know like i just feel like the profs um i had were so understanding yeah. and so um accepting of everyone's circumstances yeah. and i i i know like i've heard stories of people where their profs were not as understanding <laughs> Um, but I was, I felt like I was very lucky that the profs I had that uh-huh. semester were very understanding. Yeah. So I guess for me, for the most part, my profs are understanding. Okay. However, um, I had, did have this one prof and like he would, he taught pretty much the most important course of our undergraduate semester. Wow. What was that course? Uh, studio. So like, oh, okay. like your capstone project studio encompasses like pretty much everything you'll learn throughout your like four years and also your other courses Mm -hmm. so like despite the fact that he knew that like there would be a lot of disruptions with working from home Mm -hmm. because a lot of us like either we had part-time jobs or we had additional like uh unpaid labor at home to like deal with yeah um he had this kind of like unreasonable expectation that because we're now home pretty much 24 7 he expected us to be working on our project pretty much every single day wow okay which is kind of tough because like if you're working on one project every single day this is not like including other courses and other homework that you might have mm-hmm. um you pretty much would get burnt out yeah for sure and like that definitely happened to pretty much half my class okay because like not i feel like not even a week or two into online like studio crits like half my class stopped showing up Mm. yeah like they wouldn't he, they wouldn't even email my prof saying like hey like i'm not feeling well or whatever they just decide not to show up wow and because of that my prof would be obviously pissed mm-hmm. and then he would take it like in a way like he would try not to i guess affect the rest of the class but right. like you can tell he's being moody and upset that like the rest of the, the students in the show and then in a way he kind of like takes it out on us oh no so it was like quite frustrating and like a lot of times we had to email him saying like hey like as a class we have talked and we don't think we can make this deadline mm-hmm. is there any way we can like either push this like a day or two later and like 
rather than being like, yeah, sure, let's push this day two later, he's like, no, I'm just gonna cancel this. And then he like rather yeah, rather than having a discussion with us, he was cancel our deadline and then just add whatever he canceled of that like deadline to our like future deadline. So rather than our final like part of our project worth like twenty percent, it would be then worth forty percent. Oh no. Which is even more stressful. Yeah. Because like it's nice to have like, I don't know, a small percentage for each deadline. So there's like ways to kind of like improve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you have so much riding on one, yeah. it's a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, like, a lesson for people that, like, don't feel well, please let your prof know because, yeah, if you don't tell them anything, they won't help you at all. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like most of my other profs are pretty understanding. Like, even just the week when we're trying to transition to online classes, a lot mm-hmm. of our profs didn't host their um, lectures on the actual day they're supposed to. Mm. So, like, on Mondays, I normally have three classes, but a lot of them were learning how to use um, either Zoom or Google Hangouts. Those right. are, like, okay, would it be okay if we moved our class another day just so I can get the hang of things? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much okay for the rest of us because, like, we have really <laughs> nothing much else to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that was the major thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you think your semester ended? Like, do you think it ended on a good note? Uh, like, good note. Uh, considering the circumstances yeah um I feel like for the most part it was a good note um, okay I was kind of glad that we're switching to online school <laughs> okay because I had this one course um advanced digital design where I feel like I got hit with like a minor case of senioritis oh um I feel like there were several factors that kind of like led into why I only had senioritis for this one class <laughs> um the first was like a new faculty member mm-hmm. was gonna be t- uh was teaching our class that semester right and like not only was he new to this course he also decided to change the curriculum from like the previous um instructor mm. so he was also learning what he was trying to teach us and with that like with that being said like our final project was split into two parts and, like, part A was pretty simple. However, part B, he didn't really know what he wanted us to do until, like, <laughs> the week before he assigned it to us. Okay. So, it was, like, we're, like, uh, we don't think we can do this. So, mm-hmm. what he wanted us to do was to, like, physically model, like, an envelope system using, like, three different fabrication methods. Okay. Using three different um, material types. So, like, wood, he wanted metal, which we don't really have welding materials at Ryerson. Mm. So, it's, like, how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and, like, so the expectations of that final, like, 3B of our project was kind of quite unreasonable that a lot of, like, the students in the class were kind of like, mm, we don't know what we're doing, we don't really mm-hmm. want to do this. For sure. Yeah, so because, like, <laughs> schools had to lock down, that means yeah. we don't get access to the workshop, which yeah. means we can't build a physical model, like, <laughs> <For> bummer! <sure. laughs> Not really, because, um, yeah, so with that being said, like, he obviously had to modify our project, and mm-hmm. rather than building something physically, he just asked us to, like, model it in a Rhino, in, like, a 3D modeling software. Okay. And that was, like, pretty much it. So, uh, that was a very, very welcome project modification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that made, like, the final semester of school a lot less stressful. Okay. Yeah, and also, like, the, uh, the whole just, like online class it was nice to not have to like go to school every day oh yeah you can just like sit in your bed and you can learn Mm-hmm. i think also considering that this was the winter term yes it, it was so cold uh actually i can't remember if it was too cold but i mean march in canada yeah is a cold time yeah so having to trek all the way to campus and uh-huh. all the way back especially if your class is only like 50 minutes or like mm-hmm. an hour and a half 
yeah we didn't have to go through that anymore <laughs> yeah so. it was nice to just like wake up like five minutes before class exactly started. <laughs> yeah and not have to worry about things mm-hmm. so yeah like um uh, so how did you feel when you first found out convocation would be like delayed or canceled at first to be honest um i was kind of glad because really? although ex- yeah i know right really, really? yeah <laughs> um i was a little bit glad because the type of person that i am i don't like attention mm-hmm. and i know like it's this is like overthinking because there's so many people graduating with you so mm-hmm. who's really going to pay attention to you yeah but you think about like when you walk across the stage Mm -hmm. you have to well you don't have to but you should dress a little nicer maybe put on a pair of heels (laughs) and walk across a fairly big stage Mm -hmm. to you know shake hands and grab your diploma and whenever i think about this moment i think i'm going to be the person that trips up the stairs and falls flat on my face yeah maybe twist an ankle or two and leave my palm sweat on the hands of whoever's hand I'm shaking. Yeah. And so when I found out that we wouldn't be having an in-person convocation, uh-huh. I was so thankful because I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have to think about this anymore. This won't happen <laughs> wow. to me. Wow. But like, obviously, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, it kind of sucks that we can't graduate in person anymore yeah. because... um. I mean, like, I've always heard from people who have graduated Mm -hmm. that walking across that stage is one of the most empowering moments of your life. Yeah. And I guess the fact that I haven't been able to experience it and I feel like I won't be able to experience it anymore makes me want it so So much much more. more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that thought. It's like, it was really bittersweet to find out that, like, we wouldn't have convocation. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, At first, like, there was some hope because Ryerson said that, like, oh, we're just going to delay convocation. So, like, if you're having a June convocation, it would happen in the fall instead. Right. So we're like, okay, maybe things will get better. We'll still be able to walk in person. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was still the idea is, like, like, for me, yeah, like, graduation is supposed to be, like, a huge, like, milestone in your life. Yeah. Not only for yourself, but, like, for your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of not being able to walk across the stage and grab my diploma, it was, like, I felt like I was, yeah, getting robbed. Yeah. It was such mm-hmm. an important moment of life. Yeah, for sure. And now, like, I don't think, with, like, things continuing to worsen, I don't think we'll ever get to, like, actually have complication for mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which sucks. Uh-huh. But um, in lieu of in-person convocation, has yeah. your did your university do anything to help commemorate the graduating class of 2020? Yeah, so what Ryzen did is they decided to do, like, a little virtual ceremony. Okay. So it was, like, I think, like, a 45-minute show. Mm. And the first part was, like, they were inviting, obviously, the president, some chancellor, and some alumni to kind of, like, guest speak. Right. And we had another alumni host the event. Um, and... In, in addition to, like, people within the faculty and within our, like, Ryerson speaking, um, they actually invited graduates to submit, like, a short, like, one-minute video. Okay. In the style of, like, the Love Actually, like, cue cards with the words slipping down. Oh, that's so So cute. then, um, yeah, they actually put out five sentences that you can, like, tape yourself to, and then you mm-hmm. can submit it, and then, like, they'll, like, draw on clips to put in throughout the ceremony. Right. So, yeah, that was a nice thing, but um, I submitted my video, <laughs> and they didn't include me, <laughs> oh, which no. I was a bit salty, because, um... If you actually look at the video, I think uh-huh. overall they probably only included, like, the video of, like, 15 people. Wow. Because they kind of, for some moments, they reused, like, 
some people's like clips oh whether really? it was because it had the same word or repetitive mm-hmm. words like mm-hmm. that so yeah i was just like wow i spent like so much time and effort oh. not to be included but like it's fine like um i just did it for the fun of it and mm-hmm. like i guess i did i didn't mind not having to be like shown across everybody's screens oh, yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then like after that little like ceremony or like the speeches they just had like a roll call of pretty much mm-hmm. everyone by faculty mm-hmm. and it was like once you see your name you can just hit pause on like because they're streaming on youtube you can hit pause and just take like, a screenshot <laughs> and like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's pretty much all they did <laughs> okay what did what did waterloo do i mean i feel like what your school did was a little bit more personable yeah. than what my school did um so when we got the like when we got when we were told that our convocation was canceled yeah we were told don't worry we are gonna have a virtual ceremony yeah and we were like oh no way okay well mm-hmm. that at least that's something but in my head i was wondering how that would work like yeah. how do you get everyone to be online on the same like service at the same time that's yeah. that's a lot of people yeah um and so what we ended up getting was like every graduating student had a personalized link sent to their uh, school emails yeah and what this included was obviously like a message from the president the chancellor the deans of your faculty mm-hmm. um and then at the end of it they had a pdf of your diploma (laughs) which included your name um what you graduated with Uh all of your achievements and that was it um (laughs) and so you mentioned that ryerson did like a live roll call where your name like scrolled across the page yeah i mean that was what i was hoping for i was (laughs) hoping to be able to see my name and think wow i made it yeah but you know i I didn't get that. <laughs> so it was <laughs> you, a you little... got it into mid convocation, <laughs> essentially. Well, yes, yes, but you could clearly tell that, like, I know for my PDF diploma, yeah. like, the words were not positioned correctly oh. because there was just so many things like that. It, it was a non cut off, yeah, and it was like a shoddy job. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I understand there's so many graduating students. Like, <laughs> there's only so much time. Yeah. But it was a shoddy job. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of, it kind of felt like getting kicked when you're already down. Because, mm. like, I already didn't get to walk in person. Yeah. And I only get this, like, clearly photoshopped picture that everyone gets. Like copied and pasted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I will give it to them that it was a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. One that... Um, like they had to think of in such yeah. short notice yeah um but yeah i do wish we could walk around across the stage yeah well uh speaking of a shoddy job how did you receive your diploma okay um yeah so i received it in the mail mm-hmm. um i think i was like one of the lucky graduating students not per- uh not specifically from my school yeah but i've heard of like students graduating from other universities mm-hmm. where their male diploma came in either ripped or oh, like rolled up oh, no. and like you know when you roll up a piece of paper it yeah, stays rolled it stays up. rolled yeah and mine came out like 
pretty nicely, so uh-huh. I was happy for that. Okay. Um, but I mean, all I got was my diploma Just with a it. piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. So I did as well. Ryerson mm-hmm. only sent our diplomas in a like cardboard envelope and like exactly yeah same. yeah by like messenger, so you, it wouldn't get crumpled. But I don't know if you saw on like Twitter or Instagram or on other people's like like Facebook pages, mm-hmm. but some schools decided to go above and beyond. Yeah. And when they <laughs> when they were sending out the diplomas to their students. Um, they include they put the diploma actually in a grad box, and what that grad box included was like confetti, a t- a tassel for your your cap saying twenty twenty, along That's with so cute, yeah, along with a bunch of other like university goodies such as like branded pens and notebooks and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And they I actually saw this before Ryzen even sent out uh the diplomas for us, and okay. I was like I was pissed. I was like. Um, <laughs> This is so cute, and I know for a fact that Ryerson won't do this mm. because uh, when we got accepted back uh, back before first year, they didn't even send us a physical copy of our acceptance letter. Wow! Because they decided um, it was better just to do it online so they could save paper <laughs> and save the mailage post, <laughs> I guess. So like, yeah, my friend Liz and I, we saw it and we're like, oh my gosh, we want this, we want this, and we 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 actually uh, took some of the. Um, Instagram post that we saw, and we actually de- DM'd it to, like, the Ryerson <laughs> Instagram pages, mm-hmm. and obviously there was no response. Yeah. And, uh, like, they wouldn't check it, and, like, it, by the time we saw it, it probably was, like, a month before they decided to send out our diploma, mm-hmm. so it was pretty much too late, and, yeah, lo and behold, it came in, like, uh, an envelope. Wow. So, it was it was quite sad, mm-hmm. especially since it was just, like, the UPS man or whoever just, like, passing it to you, and you're <laughs> like, wow, I spent five yeah. years for this piece of paper, and mm-hmm. this is how it's commemorated. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, hey, props to those schools who did send out those yes. boxes. Like that is so like that's I don't know. I think it's to be able to think about that on such short notice. Uh-huh. Like it shows that you really care about your students. Yeah, and a lot of them, um, these schools actually had these grad boxes sent out for their virtual ceremony. So a lot of these students received mm. it before the day of the virtual ceremony, so they could actually wear the cap and like be a part of the celebration rather than like Ryerson were just watching in a regular clothes. Yeah, <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, but um luckily back in like September, October, mm-hmm. Ryerson like smart enough and decided that they're gonna send us grad boxes. Okay. Yeah, so they would also include like the same cap with a tassel and some like probably some pens or something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so they were supposed to send the, ship it out in November. Okay. But they decided, oh sorry, we're gonna have to delay it to December. Um it's now, like, mid-December, and mm-hmm. it has not shipped, so who knows when I'll get here. Wow, okay. But, yeah, it was, uh, I guess it's a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. We'll keep us updated, uh-huh, too. We'll do. Yeah. Um, maybe you can show off what you have, what you got. Yeah. Did you get a hat? Did you mm-hmm. get pens? Mm-hmm. Maybe some markers? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know how when I said I got my diploma, I actually mm-hmm. just remembered, I think I got, like, a class composite along with it. Oh. So, um, with our grad photos. Mm-hmm. So, did you get anything like that as well? No. So, I actually forgot about class composites until, like, pretty much last week. Okay. <laughs> oh, when my friend messaged me saying, like, hey, did you get an email about, like, how you can get your class composites? And I was like, no, I didn't get anything. Um, so I did a little, like, Google search, mm-hmm. and I typed in Ryerson Class Composites, and, um, first link I found, mm-hmm. you can download <laughs> your class composites off of the Ryerson Student Union website. Wow, okay. Yeah, and unfortunately, because of COVID, they said that they cannot send us a physical, uh, version of our class composites, so it was mm-hmm. quite sad. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, yeah, I guess um, it was nice for me because I got the physical copy. Oh, when um, and how? Yeah, so I got it along with my diploma. And mm-hmm. so it was, although I couldn't get to see um, my actual classmates' faces when I, quote-unquote, received my mm-hmm. diploma, Yeah, um, it was nice to be able to see their faces and, like, think, hey, like, we would have had a good time yeah. in the in-person ceremony. Yeah while I received my diploma. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of nice. Yeah, but um, I know, like, we. I think that my my program was really lucky to be able to receive class composites mm-hmm. because um, we actually had a deadline mm-hmm. for taking our grad photos if okay. we wanted to be in the class composite. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us... We got an email early on saying that if we wanted to be in the class composite, mm-hmm. we had to take our grad photos by, I think it was either the second or third week of February. Wow, that's so early. Yeah, which meant that it forced everyone to take yeah. their photos early. Yeah. Um, whereas I know your situation is a little <laughs> different. Why don't yeah. you talk about that a little? Yeah, so I was supposed to take my grad photos the week after like Ontario went in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was just so unlucky. Like, I wanted to wait until my hair grew out a bit more to, like, Mm -hmm. take my grad photo, which is why I waited until March. Right. Um, but because, like, I couldn't take it, they were like, okay, um, they had to cancel all, like, in-person photos. They were like, okay, like, sign up to postpone your, um, Mm -hmm. your grad photo. So I was like, okay, um, I did. I signed up again Mm -hmm. for another date. Mm -hmm. And then once again, it got canceled. (laughs) And then once again, I had to sign up another date. And that happened, like, pretty much, like, four times until um, July hit. And finally, things were getting a bit better. (laughs) Uh So, yeah, I I wasn't able to take my photo until July. Mm -hmm. But because of, like, COVID situation, they understood that, like, not everyone could take their photos in time. So they extended the the deadline for class composites until the fall. Okay. Yeah, which is okay. why I think we weren't able to get ours. Oh, Because, like, right, it right. wasn't finalized until, like, a couple months ago. hmm Yeah. Well, that's nice that, like, you had the deadline extended. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, it's sad because, like, I feel like another part of, like, graduating or going to convocation is getting your diploma with your composite. Mm-hmm. So, to not even have that, like, folder, it's just, like... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of graduating and finishing school, mm-hmm. why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what our plans were um (laughs) for when we graduated yeah yeah so initially we had both of us had wanted to go on a grad trip right Mm -hmm. after finishing our like five years of undergrad we have been planning this european grad trip pretty much since grade 11 when we first went to europe together yeah (laughs) and um so we had no summer plans aside or, like, or summer job plans lined up aside for going on vacation for pretty much like the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, but with COVID happening, uh, we couldn't go on our trip, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we ended up not having any job prospects in pretty much all of summer, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. And because of that, we're still looking for a job now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it like because... We both knew that we wouldn't be able to work right out of school yeah. as a lot of people would. Yeah. Um, we didn't, it's not that we didn't take a look at the jobs available, but like we didn't want to commit to an employer mm-hmm. and tell them that we were able to start when we honestly didn't know when we would be able yeah. to start because of our grad plans. Yeah. Uh, sorry, grad trip plans. Yeah. And so, 
although uh, COVID happened and we didn't end up getting to go on our trip, yeah, we also were left um, behind. <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah. behind. Um, yeah, so then that led us to needing to go through the job hunting process mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and like the like our schooling mm-hmm. and everything being out online and through like videos um the job hunting process was fairly similar yeah yeah so do you want to share a little bit about your experiences with um job hunting and how that changed from how that differs from being in person versus having to switch it online um well i feel like the biggest difference Mm -hmm. uh that covid has made an impact on the job prospect is that there are a lack of jobs available for new graduates right so a lot of companies or firms like they don't want to risk or hire someone that just came out of university because at the same time there are also a lot of people that are getting laid off from their current jobs who Mm -hmm. have much like many more years of experience so because of that like there were no there's not a lot of postings mm-hmm. so i had to like cold email a bunch of firms saying like hey i'm a recent grad um i would love to work for your firm like hire me mm-hmm. but unfortunately that comes with like a lot of no responses right or like a lot of either sorry we're not hiring new grads which is like something i already knew but it's kind of unfortunate to read mm-hmm. sure, so sure. yeah there was a lot of rejections from like from the architecture world what about you what about planning um yeah i would say like in in a similar uh, sense, mm-hmm. like it's hard to it's hard for an employer to justify choosing a new grad mm-hmm. with not as much experience over someone who may have gotten laid off, mm-hmm. who has years of experience yeah. and probably the same education that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand that as an employer, how can I take that risk mm-hmm. knowing that I could get the same reward or a better reward Mm -hmm. um especially in a time like this it's so risky everything is so unknown i think a lot of employers even um their concerns could also be can we afford to hire someone Mm -hmm. and give them a salary when we don't know how much longer we can survive on Mm -hmm. our own and so that's a lot to take in for them as well uh but it does it's a little bummy to get rejection after rejection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, it's like, sometimes they're like, oh, we have a job lined up. But then they're like, never mind, the, the job fell through. So now we can't hire you. Right. So, like, that was kind of upsetting to also, like, to read. But it's like, that's the reality of life right now, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like, despite all the rejections, we did get a few interviews. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how did you find that, uh, uh, like, doing online interviews were for you in comparison to, like, in person? Yeah, so um, prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, forcing everyone to do online interviews, I've had a few, like, phone interviews mm-hmm. and on uh, video interviews in okay. the past. Mm-hmm. However, I always preferred in-person interviews yeah. over those because I just felt that they were more genuine mm-hmm. um, from both sides, from both myself and the interviewers, mm-hmm. because we were forced into um, like a physical space space <laughs> with one another. Yeah, and we have to like learn to react and act with it with uh, each other. Mm-hmm. And with online 
or even phone interviews it's it's something that's hard to achieve yeah uh so i think for me personally what i found was the hardest to uh overcome Mm -hmm. was that when i go into in-person interviews i get to step into their office Mm -hmm. i have a sense of what their culture is like what their workspace is like and Mm -hmm. that really gives me a feel of whether or not i want to take on um that position as well yeah because let's not forget that interviews aren't only a time for interviewers to realize if they want you yeah but it's also a time for you to realize if that company is who you want to work for yeah and so that was a really big part for me because mm-hmm. um as that was a really big part for me because i personally really like the interactions within a workspace i mm-hmm. think that's what makes a job a like a company successful exactly yeah. um and so without being able to physically feel that mm-hmm. it was hard to um, make the decision of whether or not it would be a right fit for me whether or not i would be a right fit for them Mm -hmm. and i think it's just there's so much like personality loss and you can't show body language as well what about you what do you think i definitely feel like these video interviews are a lot less formal Mm -hmm. and because it was a lot less formal at the same time i felt like there were a lot more distractions right for sure because like most often when you're getting video interviewed it's not just with one singular person they're mm-hmm. usually two interviewers and they're trying to coordinate the questions they're gonna ask or like who's writing down what and all that kind of stuff so when there are moments when like one person is kind of the lead interviewer and the second person wants to jump in there is this moment of like hey like i'm gonna mute myself i'm gonna jump in like to, to announce themselves is mm-hmm. just yeah that little brief like hiccup is just like oh like takes you aback from maybe what your you were trying to thought is or what you're trying to say mm-hmm. so i think it was distracting in that sense but at the same time it was it felt much more relaxed because they were also relaxed and right, they're sure. a, they're in their own homes and they might not actually be all dressed up as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so i think it it was it's okay it's like there is definitely some like body language and personality loss through through the screen Mm -hmm. but at the same time i don't think it was like too difficult of a task to like overcome that's true yeah yeah like i think you brought up a good point where um because it's more relaxed Mm -hmm. it does make the interviewing process a little easier yeah um i don't feel as nervous Mm -hmm. obviously it is still a (laughs) nerve-wracking experience yeah um because impression is everything in an interview Mm -hmm. um but it is definitely a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in my own space also makes it a lot less stressful because mm-hmm. that's one factor that I don't have to worry about yeah. because I, I'm already comfortable yeah. being at home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so speaking of being at home, mm-hmm. although we haven't really gotten the chance to experience working from home, yeah. what are your thoughts about the possibility of working from home? Like, How do you think you'll be able to handle that? Um, I definitely think it'd be nice to not have to commute. Yes, for Especially sure. now that we're both back at, like, living with our parents. We're in mm-hmm. the suburbs, so having to commute downtown is <laughs> quite hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a, a very nice thing. Mm-hmm. But I do have some fears and concerns. Um, okay. Um, like, the first off is, like, just the social aspects. Like, right, how yeah. are you able to get to know your coworkers when you're mostly probably conversing through like emails mm-hmm. and like when you do video calls it's probably with like your client or a consultant so it's like right. how are studios like trying to boost morale in that sense 
So that's one concern of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one is just like the overall work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard some horror stories from friends <laughs> that are that are in our industry and not in our industry that have to work unreasonable hours or have to check their emails even when they're technically offline because there is this expectation that you're home and like if something does come up you should be able to do it (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) what about you um I am excited for the opportunity to work from home Mm -hmm. because I feel as you said commuting I think is the biggest uh upside to it sorry not not commuting is the biggest upside because Not only will that save money on gas or transit, mm-hmm. it'll also save a lot of time yes, where, for sure. yeah, like we can either sleep in a little longer or, you know, take the time to actually have a full hearty breakfast mm-hmm. and maybe even just have a little bit of like me time before having to get started on your work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, along with your concerns, I feel like concerns I have as well is again when we talked about the interviewing process yeah is the distractions that could potentially come from home I feel like I'm a person who really likes to separate my home life Mm -hmm. from my work life yeah and I use the physical environments as a really strong way to do that Mm -hmm. but now um in this circumstance if I don't have that physical boundary anymore. Yeah. I'm not too sure how I can create that uh, that same separation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure with time, I'll learn how to do that, but yeah. it's definitely something that I'll need time to adjust to. Yeah, or like dedicating like, this corner is my office. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 All exciting things. Lots of uh, hopes, potentially. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, though, like, we are really excited uh-huh. to have the opportunity to learn how to adapt with it uh-huh. and how to maybe strengthen our own skills with having to work mm-hmm. from home. For sure. If the time comes. Um, yeah, so I guess that was the plan for now. Listen to our next episode to continue figuring it out with us. Yeah. Until then, thanks for following along to this episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at What's the Plan for what our next plan is.